Welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. I'm Gita Joshi, and my guest today is the lovely Deshe Peacock, all the way from the US. Welcome, Deshe. Thank you, Gita. It's so great to see you. So I uh, wanted us to talk about your book and then some of the coaching work you do, because I know you work a lot with artists and makers as well, and people in related industries like designers as well. So let's talk about your book. Yeah, so the first one is called Create the Style You Crave, and it's about how to, you know, create a beautiful space uh, on a budget or, you know, just to create a beautiful space that you crave, really. And the second one is called Your Creative Workspace, and it's more to do with your office or your your vision room or a place where you want to dream and create and work, and it's really geared towards that. So yeah, they're both around beauty and I've slipped in a bit of intention around there and really my message with my overall brand, Sweet Spot Style, is about doing creative work that you love. So I kind of try to filter that in, that secret message to everything that I do, including my books. And so that has led you into coaching, working with, like I said, artists and makers and people in related industries like interior designers, stylists. Can we talk a bit more about what you do with them? Yeah, sure. So it started off with the the first book. And then from there, I was marketing the book and started to learn about Instagram and social media and newsletter building and all that kind of thing. And people started to approach me to ask me, like, how was I doing that? And how did I brand myself? And um, I started to get into one-to-one coaching. Well, I started with group coaching and then it led to -to one-to-one coaching. And now I'm back to group coaching, but it's all coaching. And I just love to work with entrepreneurial women, creative women who are ambitious and who really, you know, want to make a difference and an impact in the world who love beauty and creativity, but they also seek meaning, you know? And so that was the question that I asked myself when, like, what business do I want to create? Like you can create any kind of business you want now with the internet. And so that was the question I asked myself is who do I want to work with first? And it was that that person that I just described. So one of my main sources of income is I am multi-passionate, so I have multiple things going on, but the big one is one-to-one coaching and it's with creative entrepreneurial women. And so it's over six months and we deep dive into their business to scale their business. So it's not really for beginners or people who aren't sure. It's more for people who already have a business and maybe who are you know hustling, working really hard and they're like, how can I ever grow? And how do I figure out social media and how could I scale my business? Like, do I want to write an ebook or do I want to create a course or how can I get, you know, touch more lives and make more money? So that's, that's what we do. So you mentioned email building in amongst all the other things that you do with your clients. How important would you say that is for artists and makers particularly because they're my main audience here? I think it's really important and I think it's a, a place where I see people don't necessarily spend very much time. So what I'm seeing is I get a lot of questions about Instagram and how to get visibility on Instagram, which is important. And of course, I'm there like all the time, but we can't control Instagram. You know, we can't control the algorithms and, and they can change so fast. So I think it's really important for people to convert their followers wherever they're at on social media onto their newsletter list because we own that. We can communicate with them. And I just started doing a lot of studies on it. And I found out that like a 1.6% engagement rate on Instagram is considered good. Like if you were a brand and you were going to hire an influencer and they asked you, what was your engagement rate? That's how many people people like or comment. It would be 1.6. So of your overall audience, as opposed to email where like a good open rate would be say 17 to even up to 30%. Some of my clients have a 30% open rate. That's people opening and reading your email. So that's, you know, almost 30 times more (laughs) 
that your people see your stuff. It's a more intimate relationship and you have control over it. Whereas with social media, you can learn all kinds of tips and strategies to grow, but at the end of the day, you can't control it. So I'm always like, you know, if you're serious about having a business and you want to have a long-term business, you better collect those people and convert them to your email list. I think it's really important because people that have given you their email address have actually, by giving you that email, have actually said, I'm really interested in what you're doing. I really want to stay in touch. That's right. Yeah, it's a more intimate relationship. It's like, you know how, you know, we don't really give out our phone numbers anymore unless we're going to text. So it's like the phone conversation has become this very intimate thing. And it's almost like our inboxes are now like the phone call. You know, it's like we protect those. We don't always, you know, give out our email all the time. Uh, you know, if somebody's asking for it online, you know, like it has to be for a good reason because people don't want all that information. They're actually trying to clear out their inbox, um, just like they would their voicemail or something. But um, if it's something valuable enough, like they really want to get to know you or they love your art or they want to follow you or you're giving them some great information, maybe you're giving them a resource guide or some tips or something on like how to hang art or something like that, then they'll be willing to give it to you. And then you can build that relationship that usually, you know, the hope is to lead to a sale, right? Looking at uh, some of the people I come across, uh, I wanted to ask you for some tips. The first question would be for somebody that has no list, they're just starting out. What's your first tip for them? How can they, how can they start building a list? Okay. Well, I think the first thing is just, you know, understanding how important it is because there are multiple steps that you have to take to build an email list and continue it and all that. And so it's, you know, setting your mind to value that. And I think that it's really important for people to create some kind of offer for other people to accept. So, you know, in the, in the old days or the olden days, as my teenage daughter likes to say, you know, like 10 years ago or whatever, you know, you could just put on your website, you could just say, you know, join my newsletter list and keep, keep up to date with what I'm up to. And people would actually do that. Now, that just doesn't cut it. Now you have to create something very valuable to give to them. So some of the artists that I work with have created guides like a guide to framing or a guide to hanging art or a guide to um, how to create your own gallery wall at home. And, you know, they've created, curated some valuable information with some beautiful images and put it together in a PDF. So if you are just starting out and you want to create this newsletter, think about what kind of value you could give to your people. And then, you know, create like an audio or a video or a simple PDF and gift that to them in exchange for their email. Amazing. Thank you. Sure. And for the people who have let their lists go a little bit stagnant, which is the other issue I often come across when I'm working with artists, what's your big tip there? I think it's important to be consistent, you know, and so email marketers say to email your list once a week. That can be a lot, you know, especially when you have so much else going on. But I would say the main thing to be consistent is to create a content calendar. So create a goal for yourself of what's really reasonable and stay consistent. So I'd say like, if you can't handle once a week, then do twice a month and pick the same day and write it in your calendar when you're going to write and when you're going to send it. And you know, train your readers to expect that newsletter on that day. And then you'll feel obligated to do it, you know, because you're, you've told them, I'm going to send this out twice a month on a Tuesday. And if you have that content calendar and you have the ideas written out ahead of time, when you sit down to write your newsletter, then it won't feel so overwhelming because sometimes you'll sit down and you'll be like, okay, I'm supposed to write my newsletter. Uh, what am I saying? <laughs> you know, I have no idea. So if you could just, you know, 
get into your calendar and block out like two hours. And in that two hours, you're going to create your content calendar. You're going to say when you're going to write and where you're going to say what you're going to write about. Then when you sit down to do it, it'll be easier. And then just get back into the rhythm and warm your audience up the first time. It should not be like, hey, it's been a while, so I have this sale. No, it shouldn't be a sale or an offer. It should just be like, hey, this is what I've been up to and give, you know, give them some personal information. Try to personalize your newsletters, put a little bit of, you know, yourself into it, explain what you've been up to and warm them up before, you know, you get into any kind of asking situation. Definitely. I think this is what uh, email newsletters really are, are all about, actually nurturing that audience to feel like they're, you know, within, you know, with you in the studio and all that sort of thing before you do ask for a sale. Absolutely. And you know, people often are, sometimes my clients are nervous about sending too many emails. And I just say, you know, like your buyers or your potential customers really love to get to know you. And they love the behind the scenes of an artist. They love to see where you work. They love to see your process. They love to see what you're working on. So you can tease that stuff out and, you know, give them a glimpse of the artist's life because really a lot of times people buy your art because they secretly want to be you. (laughs) They want to, you know, pretend that they they have this beautiful artist lifestyle and they just want a little piece of it perhaps, you know? So it's, I think it's fun for people to get that sneak peek of what's going on in your life and your business. I definitely agree with that. So my third question is, obviously, we're in November. It's uh, the last quarter of 2019. It's a really busy time for a lot of artists and makers with fairs and you know, pre-Christmas sales. What's your tip for making the best of this season? Well, you know, so it's like you're saying, this, this is the busiest time for makers, right? So I would just say, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you try to simplify everything else in your life while you have this really busy season. So if you have a family, if you have children, you know, or a spouse, just to have that conversation and just be like, you know, this is the really busy time for me and kind of set some expectations around what you're going to do. And by all means, like if this is the time that you make the most money, don't make it the busiest time of your year. Feel free to say no to a Christmas party or a cocktail hour or something like don't feel bad about saying no because you've really got to take care of yourself at this time of the year you know prepare yourself for 2020 because you know this is just a really great time to get grounded and prepare for the next phase while taking care of yourself now amazing advice Deshay thank you so much for being on the podcast where can people find you online They can find me at sweetspotstyle.com and on Instagram at Deshay Peacock and you can follow me on Instagram at the Gita Joshi. You can visit the website, thecuratorsalon.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe, rate and review. It does help us get found by more listeners. Deshe, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode. Thank you, Gita. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.